Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When I called up the F- FBI clinic. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to Test Tube Baby. I'm just going to say, this is such a special episode. There are going to be a few of them, right? There are going to be a couple of like pinnacle moments throughout this series. Today is one. Because today we have officially started IVF. As in this evening, I injected myself for the very first time. It is so nuts. Uh, Right, if you're new, my name is Miranda Burns. And over there with a new shiny Mike Muff is Tristan Hall. Bright orange, like a a highlighter has been colouring it in. Yeah, 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 definitely. I say like a highlighter, not the highlighter itself. I'm not personifying a highlighter, that's a bit strange. (laughs) It's very small as well. Luminous. A luminous, tiny Mike Muff. It may be small, but... It is mighty. Like your spam. Don't talk about my spam. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, all right, so wherever you are, wherever you're listening, we hope you're having the best day. And thank you for joining us. Uh, you can subscribe. You can leave a review. It really helps us out. If you are new to our podcast family, well, in Test You Baby, we chat through all things IVF and hopefully beyond, because cross your fingers that one day there is going to be a real life baby joining us. And in true Tristan and Miranda style, there'll be a whole lot of tangents, more than one euphemism, and inevitably we will expose and embarrass ourselves. This week, Tristan, has been quite stressful. One hell of a week for, I mean, now all the right reasons. Oh, yeah. But previously, all the stress. Oh, yeah, it was an emotional rollercoaster. Oh, my stress. Like, <laughs> I, I, I cannot tell you how stressful the beginning of the week was. Basically. But we're going to tell you how stressful the beginning well, of the yeah, week was. We're about to. You're so listening you to the podcast. So. here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, essentially, IVF starts when your period starts. You've worked this out by now. You're a pro. Uh, we keep track of my cycle. So we had like a kind of 10-day-ish margin about when we knew IVF would start because we knew my period would start. Cycle is a little bit irregular. Um, and on Monday of this week, I started bleeding five days earlier than we anticipated. You started bleeding out of your vagina. You didn't just start bleeding oh, no, out of your eyes or your nose. Yeah, I had a nosebleed. Call up IVF. They weren't, they weren't overly sympathetic of it, but <laughs> kind of wasting their time. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I was, I was bleeding out of my vagina. Um, but it subsided. So Tristan called up the clinic and said, look, this is a little bit confusing. Miranda had a red bleed this morning, but it's kind of dried up and now it's just a little bit brown. I had a text, a very worried and frantic text from Tristan saying, just got off the phone to the nurse. And she says that we can't come in today. And she doesn't know whether we're going to be able to come in this week full stop because the clinic is full and the capacity is is 10 and they're already at like seven. So yeah, filling up. So we then spent 
three days stressing about when my period would properly start and if when it started whether we'd be able to fit in. We did the maths, didn't we? We sat and we did the calculations to work out, okay, so if seven women came in on Monday, on day one, day two, three or four is when they'll have their first you know, appointment for their injections and their injection teaching their scan and then they'll begin. So we had to you know, kind of pray that Miranda crossed their legs and hope that she wouldn't come on a period properly. Too, yeah, too early and fall into the cycle that these other seven women were in. It was really funny, actually. My sister Imogen texted in the family WhatsApp chat and was like, cross your legs. <laughs> okay, I'm trying, I'll try. Um, on Wednesday afternoon, also this is the most TMI I think we've even gone into so far. I know we talked about your spam, but we are chatting heavy periods right now uh i mean girls chat periods anyway this is oh, part yeah. of the thing that i want to try and do with this podcast is to be more open about my sperm and about sperm and men in general yeah so i mean girls would just chat you know around the dinner table or wherever they are about periods yeah. but i very rarely text mates and say oh my god how's your sperm doing maybe i should do that more no, but yeah, you're completely right. We're trying to normalise these kinds of conversations because I, I think we wish we'd had them earlier and then we might not even be in this predicament. Anyway, that was a story for another day. Uh, so yeah, for the following three days, uh, every time I went to the loo, Tristan would text me or shout from upstairs and be like, have you had your period yet? And I was like, no, it's not come. It's just dried up. I don't know what's happened. Uh, there were a lot of nervous bathroom visits in more than one capacity as well, weren't there? You had a bit, you yeah. a bit Tristan had a bit of a funny tummy. I think, oh God, see, you can't say that we're going TMI about periods and then start talking about my bowel movements. That's not fair. I mean, yeah, I, I do nervous poos quite a bit when I have nervous things going on. It's okay, your brain is connected to your gut. Yeah, it is. It is. We know that now. Yeah. Thank so you, Dr. Tara Swart. On Wednesday afternoon, it did finally come. Like it started and it started properly and it stuck around. I had to go to work. I had to do my radio show. So it fell to Tristan yet again, bless him, to call fertility and to let them know. And we just crossed everything that we were going to get fit into this cycle. If we hadn't been fitted in, it wouldn't have necessarily been the end of the world. It just would have meant that we were starting in April instead. And there are a couple of things at play there. Firstly, you just never know when your AMH is going to drop. So you, you always want to start sooner rather than later. And secondly, for our peace of mind, we just, we'd already planned to do it in March. I'd planned to broadcast from home. We were half packed. We had suitcases half packed full of stuff ready to move because our clinic is in Birmingham. And uh, we thought, you know what? Save us traveling up and down the motorway multiple times a week. Let's just move in with my parents, form our own new households um, and just self-isolate together way more convenient far more practical and sensible so we had our suitcases half packed chub the rabbit was like semi ready to go um and the idea that someone could say no actually we can't fit you in you have to wait a month like no one wants that it's just crushing news so i called facility on wednesday after miranda sent me a text saying i'm bleeding out of my <laughs> vagina and the system they have in place is that they have an answer phone machine so regardless of when you call and the circumstances around it you will always go to answer phone and then you leave your message and if there's someone by the phone or if it's like a busy time, they'll get you get back to you straight away. Most of the time, it'll be later that day or it'll be the following day. We called at like 4.30 in the afternoon so we were like, okay, maybe, maybe they'll give us a call back straight away. So I spent the next like four or five hours just sat with my phone next to me like rocking back and forth oh. like, are they going to call me now? Are they going to call me now? And I'm guessing that they've gone home by the time it was, you know. Yeah. If you called at 4.30, they were probably going by five. They weren't yeah. about to check. They've made enough babies. They were, yeah. they were home. So 
we then had that evening to sit at home and fester about um, this, yeah. didn't we? Hence the nervous bowel movements. Oh, God. You were, you were stressed. I mean, I was stressed, but you were even more stressed. I was the one who was on the phone to the woman on the Monday. Yeah. Who was not unhelpful. I mean, she did her job, and that's that's the bottom line. But in doing her job, she told us that they were so busy, they had to turn women away on the Monday. Mm. So we were then thinking, are we going to fit? Are we going to be on this cycle? Yeah, she put us in a little bit of like a negative yeah. headspace, which is not ideal. I think when you go into something like this, you always have the concern in the back of your mind because you know that they might turn you away if they're too busy. But that's that's never confirmed because normally you call up and they say yes or no. So there's no time to be festering on information. We found out on the Monday that they had been turning people away. Mm. So we knew they were at capacity. You're so right. So we were aware of that. And people don't, people don't normally get that sort of information they just find out on the day they either yeah. get a yes or a no and yeah we had an idea we that had it was prolonged already, suffering yeah that was already not the best of situations that's a really good point um so yeah tris called and then we just had to go to bed on it because we got no reply and then it was 9 p.m and we we're just like they're not calling tonight it's not gonna happen so with both our phones on loud we went to sleep well you went to sleep i didn't sleep <laughs> Again, I'm just a real ball of like anxiety right you now. Are, with this. But it's interesting because I'm the warrior in the relationship. I'm the person I I think that yeah. uh, worries about stuff. You took it all on board this last week. I think mentally I was just trying to keep myself as sane and stable as possible because I knew what was what was probably about to come. Uh, you didn't have to concentrate on the physical aspect of it, so you no. really focused on the mental side. Yeah, a lot of a lot of lot going on for me there. Yeah. <laughs> and your little brain. Not Poor that little you, head. You don't have a little brain. You have a big brain. Thank you. Thank you. Means a lot. Fast forward to Thursday morning. Tristan is a ball of nerves, a wreck. Waking up at 6am. Yeah. Lying in bed, contemplating life. Flustered, probably went to the toilet once or twice. Probably passing wind quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Had a really weird dream. Some awful like smell was coming from this place I was and and then it got in my eyes and I could taste it. It was was awful. Yeah. We got a phone call, all right? We got a phone call at about 9am. And it was a woman on the other end of the phone. And she said, hello, is that Tristan Hall? Automatically, when someone speaks to you with that tone, you think, right, brilliant, this is going to be bad news. Oh, absolutely. She, I actually thesaurus the word sad earlier because I was trying to find something really fitting to describe her. I have got the words somber, dejected, downcast, regretful, of which she sounded like all awful. Of, all of the above, yeah, yeah. All four is how this woman sounded. So you can imagine, all right? We've already had the semi-bad news on Monday. We've been sitting on this for a while. We went to bed on Wednesday, still having no answers. We were already stressed. Someone calls up and sounds somber, dejected, downcast and regretful. We're going to assume we're being moved to April. You kind of prepare yourself for bad news. And I think when someone calls you and you're expecting bad news... Any little hint of negativity in them, you automatically start putting yourself in the mindset of, okay, right, brilliant, this, can, is, this is it. You read into it, don't you? This is it. I, I almost felt like she was she was delivering bad news. And even in, even in the moment when she said, We need you to come in for a scan so we can start Miranda's cycle. Even in that moment, <laughs> she still sounded like she's delivering bad news. I know. I was like, do you know this is a I'm good like, thing? This is the best news ever. We're so happy and excited. We were just over the moon, weren't we? Oh, yeah. When, when, we, when she hung up, we hugged each other. We had a great little time. 
say thus ensued the panic packing. Uh, like I said, we had 50% of clothes in cases and a, a small rabbit of which half of his stuff maybe was in boxes. But we had a lot still to do. He doesn't travel light, does he? Oh, he's such a princess. We have a cage. We have we have so much. We have more stuff than we do. He has lots of different toys. He has different kinds of food. He has treats. Uh, he has different kinds of sawdust, different kinds of straw. He's a princess. He's a bougie bunny. He is. We're just his entourage. We are. We, are. we just travel with him. We're his groupies. Like we, <laughs> we are just part of his little troop that he brings around with him, who carry his stuff for him. Do you reckon? And that carry him in a box. Literally, literally carry him. Do you reckon that he is just the center of his world, and he thinks that we are just all moving parts in it? I think his world is our house. Like that's that's all that he knows in his life is that one or those four walls. You know, so he doesn't actually have a concept of anything other than me and you and him. Mm. And I'm sure in that little trio, he puts himself as number one. <laughs> in fact, I'm certain he's he puts the, himself he's as number He's the one. main character. He looks himself in the mirror and just thinks, wow, I really am a great guy. These two are doing all sorts of stuff for me. I must be wonderful. <laughs> I don't know many other bunnies, but I must be the best in the world. <laughs> oh, he's so <laughs> I have cute. No, I have no friends apart from these two. I and hope, they worship me. So. I hope he is that confident. I, I really hope he thinks that highly I don't of think himself. he has self-esteem issues. He's a rabbit. <laughs> True. Okay. Anyway, you're not here to listen to our stories about rabbits. Anyway, we packed. We packed. I went to work. I did my final show from the studio for the next three weeks because we have to self-isolate. Okay. If we caught COVID during this process, firstly, the whole cycle would have to stop because obviously we wouldn't be able to go back into the hospital. So all the stimulating that we'd done for our eggs, my eggs would be absolutely wasted. Plus it puts other people in danger of having their cycle cancelled. Because if we've come into the hospital uh, with having contracted COVID and we don't yet know, it shuts everything down. So we have no choice. We have to self-isolate and therefore I'm broadcasting from home. So with Chubb in the back, all my radio kit and a lot of clothes, we arrived at my parents and... We haven't left since bar one event. And that was our first trip to the hospital to start IVF. Can you hear the smile? I know, my you voice? can hear it, can't you? You can hear it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Our appointment was half eight in the morning on Friday. So already, you, well, you could see why this was a stressful week. Monday to Friday, it's only five days. Hell of a lot of stuff happened. Um, the nurse who's dealing with us is an absolute babe. She let Tristan come in. Because of everything that we've had previously, we find scan appointments quite stressful. And Tristan in particular does not like sitting outside in the car. Firstly, I don't think it's fair on him he's 50% of this um but also it's just not great for his anxiety with everything that happened last year uh, and she understands this and she said that you could come in can I just say I may be 50% of the process mm. but how many eggs do you reckon you might you know you would supply between I don't know anything from obviously not zero you don't want zero no. but you would supply an amount of eggs right which is less than 20 oh yeah I will supply millions of sperm in percentages I'm actually giving more than you are. Yeah, you are. You may be injecting yourself, but I don't need to do that. I can just do my thing, produce a couple of million, and then go on with my day. Produce a couple of million. Probably more than that. You know. It's not fair, is it? I have to go through quite a lot in this process. I, I literally injected myself. I stabbed myself in the tummy. It was very stressful, and I sweated a lot from the fear. And yet, so I, little I, comes from it. I get to do the thing that men do. To have fun! I know! He's, oh, you're so happy. What a breeze. Oh, all right. It's all right for some. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, our nurse, 
absolute babe. I mean, she referenced Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music within about 10 minutes of having our internal scan. I will say this, yeah, an internal scan. So at the moment that she starts singing songs from The Sound of Music, she has a probe inside Miranda's (laughs) vagina. The two of them are there in this scan room singing The The Sound Sound of Music music. with the probe in there. I was half expecting her to pull the thing out and start singing into it like like a a microphone. Miranda's vagina. Did I take it too far? That's too much. Okay, sorry. That's too much. I have no idea. I can't remember now why Julie Andrews came up. So if you're listening and you're familiar with the sound of music, can you do me a massive favour? And can you think what lyrics might be relevant for IVF? Because I've gone through them all. I went on YouTube trying to remember, ready for this anecdote on this podcast. And I don't know which song it was. I just can't remember. But she said something. She's like, oh, like Julie Andrews. I mean, if you can't think of it, put yourself in the position where you're standing there with a probe. Yeah. It's in Miranda's vagina. Yeah. And what song comes to your mind? Leave us a review and let us know <laughs> what, what first what came think? to mind. <laughs> So we're sat in this dimly lit room. I have my legs splayed. Uh, the nurse is being wonderful. She's looking at my insides with a probe in my vagina. Tristan sat there beaming, enjoying the references to the sound of music. And everything is pretty darn hunky-dory. Um, I Earlier when talking to Tristan, accidentally referred to it as my eternal scan instead of my <laughs> internal scan, which really is quite relevant considering I've had so many of them. <laughs> Life does feel like one long eternal scan, doesn't it? It really does. I think that I'm more familiar with my lady bits than most people are like with the back of their hands. I have seen my womb and my ovaries so many times on a scan. You might be wondering, why are they doing an internal scan, Miranda? Well, I shall come to you with science now. Here's one I prepared earlier. (laughs) People are loving this silence, by the way. Sorry, I had to unlock my laptop. It had gone to sleep. The reason why we're having an internal scan is to check how many antral follicles I have. Now, an antral follicle is a small fluid-filled sac that contains an immature egg. The follicles can be seen, measured and counted on cycle days two, three and five by using ultrasound. Wait, what is it with day four? I don't know. I don't understand. Cycle days two, three, and five. What happens on day four? Do they have a day off? The ovaries are like, we're going on a tour. We want to go and see the brain for a bit. They vanish for a couple of hours and then come back. Oh my God, imagine if you could have tours around your body. You could buy tickets. Today we're seeing the feet. (laughs) You really tickled yourself there, haven't you? you're not laughing as much as I am apparently it's not very funny but I just have a vision of a tour bus ding 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 and who's coming aboard today we're going to see the kidneys over it oh yes we'll come anyway they need to test how many need to have a look and see how many antral follicles there are to give us a rough idea of how many eggs potentially we could harvest so we have my results on one ovary I had four antral follicles and on the other ovary I had eight. Which is so good for your AMH and your issues you've got. Yeah. We were scanned a few weeks ago and your antral follicle was, what, four and five? Yeah. So to have eight is amazing because it means that you are producing more than we thought you would be. I didn't realise it could change from cycle to cycle. This is what really confused me. But I guess it's just luck of the draw of how many are there. Yeah. 
I guess what happens in a normal cycle where you're not messing around with your hormones and injecting yourself is that one of those will then become the egg that is released during that period. Mm. But we are using science to stop that happening. Yeah, we're using science to grow them all and then suck them out. Oh, oh, oh. Don't know how I feel about that noise. It was also super interesting because she showed us my period on the scan. You could see my uterus and there was literally like a black line. And she said, oh, that's your period. Still got a little way to go. A bit of shedding to do there, but I'm sure you know that already. It was incredibly surreal seeing like your uterus lining just there, ready to go. It was like an anatomy lesson, wasn't it? It was like being in biology. When you normally see internal scans, it's because someone is pregnant. Yeah. So there's normally a baby in there. And that's what you're focusing on. Yeah. But to look at it with this empty thing, you're like, what? Well, what's that random line in the middle? She's like, oh, that's your period. And so we're like, cool. What? What? That's just... I don't know whether we're being really stupid, but I just didn't think you'd be able to see a period on a scan. So once she counted the follicles, uh, she then popped out so I could pull my pants back up. And whilst out, she bumped into our consultant, who we're going to refer to as Mr. B. Mr. B. Mr. B. Who is the loveliest, most wonderful, most talented Mm -hmm. person I've ever met. Oh, he's like a little father figure, isn't he? He's so warm and so friendly and so kind. And we just trust him, Mm. which is often rare. It's difficult to find a doctor that you can trust, but I I completely trust him. He was buzzing when our nurse told him about the eight follicles on the one side. Like, so happy. He bounded into the room. He was like, I want to hug you. I can't. I've been told I'm not allowed to hug you, but I want to hug you, which is so cute. I think because he's been through the whole process with you. Mm. He was the doctor who found your endo. Yeah. He was the doctor who did the AMH test and we found out we had fertility problems. Yeah. He was the doctor who told us when we were pregnant that are we, it wasn't ectopic. He's been through this entire process with us from literally the moment that we discovered we had all these problems. Yeah. He did your surgeries. So he is he's almost like a third person in this relationship. He is in a way. He, is, he really is a father figure. and. Yeah. Add into that that he's one of the nicest blokes I've ever met in my life. Oh yeah. So I mean, I have I have so much respect for the man because what he does on a day to day basis is probably one of the most impressive feats of science. Oh, absolutely. There is. Oh, com- oh, absolutely. And but he's also like really fun and down to earth. Yeah. Like when she said about the eight on the one side, he fist pumped the air. <laughs> this is like a genius surgeon. This is someone that demands so much respect. And he was like, like yes, yeah, lads, lads, lads. He's also the bloke who in previous appointments, we've been just chatting about stuff. And he's whipped out an egg and crest sandwich and started oh, eating yeah, it. Having his lunch. Oh, I love him so just, much. I forgot that yeah, happened. Just whipped out an egg and crest. I was like, well, odd choice of sandwich, but yeah, oh, you I do. I love you. an egg and crest. No, I love it. Oh, right. Okay. I love an egg and crest. But if I'm in a shop walking along the meal deal section, mm. am I going to pick the egg and cress as my first choice? You almost don't trust it, do you? There's something about shop-bought what's, what's egg. It, what's wrong with it? What's I it done to know. make it not trustworthy? You know how you can grade different kinds of sandwiches? Like if you go to, say, a, serve, a petrol station, right? I would mm-hmm. never buy a petrol station sandwich. I don't, I don't trust sandwiches from WH Smith either. There's something about that. It just doesn't sit right just with pencils me. Pencils and sandwiches don't work together, do they? I don't it's know not a safe mix. They, no. I don't know what was going on when they planned that. Stick to the, stick to the stuff you know. And then you add egg into the mix. It's just what, a recipe for disaster. What I find really odd is the meal deals that you can get that are just whole boiled eggs. Oh my goodness, in a plastic tub. I'm like, why would you buy that? And there's usually like a little leaf of basil in there as well or something. (laughs) Is there? Oh, did I imagine that? Maybe I dreamt that. (laughs) Having worked in London, where there are lots of corporate people wandering around, I can't imagine being on a lunch break next to someone who whips out their Tesco bag, pulls out 
an egg and just starts chomping on it like a bloody apple. Like it's, it, you know, it's, it's a bit odd. Meal deals aside, though, it's quite nice. I think for the first time ever, we've come to you with positive news about my ovaries. Like they get a lot of bad press. So it's quite nice that we they, actually they have something. They good. literally do. Yeah, they do. You were you were on the front cover of the mirror <laughs> and on the sun purely about your ovaries. But that was good press. Good press. Uh, I mean, the ovaries wouldn't have been happy if they'd read it because it literally, <laughs> it was direct attack on them. It by was. Us it was. About how awful they are. Yeah. No, you aren't wrong. So maybe we should get this published, an interview from Mr. B, all about how your ovaries are wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can redeem themselves. To counterbalance everything said before. But there's no such thing as bad publicity, is there? Yeah, So I'm sure your ovaries will be thrilled that they even got a mention. And you can't make an omelette without cracking some eggs. So once we'd briefly spoken to our consultant and we'd had my internal scan, it was in the time to pick up our medication. And oh my God. We have so many drugs. Oh my, I've never seen anything like it. We left the hospital with three bag loads plus a sharps box. Like it was too much for me to carry alone. And you may think, oh, these are like prescription bags. So they're the little kind of paper bags. No, 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 no. no. These were plastic bags. Bags for life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, were, they were chunky. Bags of life. And we were loading them into the boot afterwards, and it felt very breaking bad. I felt like I was about to go and do a drug deal to pick up a suitcase full of money or something. Yeah, and yeah, Hand yeah. over this medication. There were a lot of syringes in there the was back a lot, as well. Yeah, it I felt a bit uneasy. But we did nothing wrong, I promise. It it's was bad good. enough driving around during COVID with police everywhere. Mm-hmm. Imagine if, trying to explain that one. So a load of them that hour in the fridge, because over half had to be kept in a cool environment. And I have injected myself with one of them for the very first time. But that's going to be in the next episode. Oh, what a tease, Miranda. You're so cheeky. <laughs> You're right. I feel like it's gone to my head. Like, I know that it's just there to stimulate the ovaries, but I also feel like the chemicals have maybe go a little bit like, woohoo. It's obviously placebo. I'm just high on life. I'm, I'm high off the vibes of life. They did as well teach us how to inject us. We weren't just literally given a lot of needles and said, off, go, have fun. I will say that's a little bit how it felt. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they literally mimed the emotion of doing an injection in your stomach. And I don't think it takes genius to work the mime of injecting yourself, right? I might be stupid, but I honestly thought I'd do a trial one. I really, I really did think that they would watch me inject myself for the first time and then I'd get their blessing and move forward. <laughs> but Yes, you'll get a certificate as well. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Gold star, well done. Do you remember your sewing lessons and you'd get the Frosties yeah. um, thing that you sew onto your towel? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly yeah. that. You might get one of those. Well, I didn't get one, did no, I? No, you didn't. Furious. All this responsibility. It was very stressful. We literally got a mime of pinch your stomach. Yep. And then jab yourself and then squeeze it into you. Off you go. You all right with that, Miranda? You okay? Yeah, I think so. Fine, I think so. Ah. As we said, we'll go into it more in the next episode because Mm -hmm. that in itself, the process, is a whole lot of fun. Oh, so such such joy. I mean, maybe joy is the wrong word. Entertaining for you, less entertaining for me. I will say that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago about my needle phobia. Oh, Tris. And Miranda going in there thinking they might do a trial. My needle phobia was so severe that I was like, what if they want to do a trial on me? 
What if they wanted to use my tummy? Do you actually thought that? Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh, bless you. That is the extent to which I fear needles. Oh, I was panicking about being injected with something to stimulate my non-existent ovaries. (laughs) But it happens that you're all right. Thank Christ. And on that note, I think that's it for today. <laughs> if you like what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review. Share it with your friends, family, parents, guardians, non-existent ovaries, whoever it may be. <laughs> and make sure to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You're proud of that one, I aren't thought you? Of that one, yeah. That was the one I was really holding on for. <laughs> nice smile from you. You're so cute. But yeah, please get involved. Leave a review, subscribe. It really does make our day. Now, next episode, we're going to take you through our medication haul, okay? You've heard of Primark hauls, H&M homeware hauls, this is going to be something else. Molly May, L Darby, <laughs> you watch out because Miranda's coming for you with this one. I am, I am. Uh, we also will be a week into injecting. So we'll be pros. Uh, so we'll have way more info on how it works. Also how I've coped because most likely there will be some drama. I'm surprised I haven't fainted yet. It's never simple with us, is You're it? You're bloody close. I oh, know, I did feel a little bit queasy. It's going to be a very interesting episode. And also, don't forget that you can see our faces over on Instagram, Miranda.Burns, Tristan.Hall and TestTubeBaby. Pod, pod, pod for podcast. Love you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.